Welcome back, everybody, to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. You can follow me at Dan Urban MMA. You can follow the podcast at Couchside Judges. And you can subscribe to the show on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else that you listen. And if you like what you're hearing, please give us a five-star review, please. And we're going to talk about judging in MMA, so you should brush up on the criteria, which can be found at abcboxing.com. Dan, we're rolling into another fight night weekend, UFC fight night, ESPN Plus event here. Another heavyweight headliner. We've had a lot of these this month, right? Yeah, it's a heavyweight month. And, you know, we don't we don't have anything. Uh, we don't have any guests lined up, of course, uh, as we had the last two weeks when when, of course, we got to speak with Mark Goddard uh, and and uh, and also Strawweight slash Adam Weight, Jillian DeCourcy. I thought I I really enjoyed those conversations, right? Yeah, they, you... were, they were a good time. They were. They were. We don't have anybody on this week, but, you know, what we'd like to do, of course, in weeks like this where, you know, we don't we don't have any fight card that we're talking about the past. Uh, we're not talking about the the scores from that fight. And we don't have a guest. You know, we, we like to go to these past judgments here. And since Jarzino Rosenstrike and uh, Cyril Gan, they're not really guys who go to the judges very often, I think probably it was best to go in a different direction right with with past judgment yeah I, I would agree so we ended up going with a george st pierre fight uh and before we get into that because of course he had he had many decisions going into kind of the i would say the last 40 you know, of his career right a lot of them were kind of just going the distance here what do you think just in the spirit of thinking about gsp here's a question when was gsp's prime because we hear about Oh, GSP in his prime versus Anderson Silva in his prime or, you know, things like that. What maybe what one fight even could you point to and be like, this was the peak prime GSP. Is something come to mind? Peak GSP? Yeah. I mean, smashing Matt Hughes in this in the rematch uh, in the third fight, I should say, was really. Yes. Uh, was like, wow, this guy's on a whole nother level. GSP pre-title is a lot of fun to watch. He is. Maybe. He is. He's more fun to watch. Like if you just want pure entertainment factor rather than being wowed by greatness, it's it's yeah. I mean, it could be that he was just so far above in in talent at, at that point than the guys when on fighting. the on the on his, by the time he had gotten to the championship again before before he got to the title. Those oh, before, for, for okay. those fun fights. I mean, that could be why he was such a, a, a animal. But you know what I think it was. I, I think. And I'll let you finish your sentence. I, I would just say really quick that I think it had more to do with he had less to lose. That's possible. I mean, he's up and comer. I mean, if he loses any of those fights, really, he's probably not on the same guy. Well, of course, yeah. Uh, but yeah, after he lost to Sarah, the return from from that is 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 prime GSP. He the revenge tour. Yeah, pretty the, much the, the, the way re- he was coming back. The revenge tour and never losing ever again. Yeah, that's true. He, he so. Literally never lost a fight again, depending on how you feel uh, personally about the the fight against Johnny Hendricks. That's true. Yeah, that's that's an opinion thing, though. Uh, officially speaking, he did not lose. No, he he, he just smashed a lot of people. I, I think he took it personally that he he lost to Sarah. And in the rematch, you kind of see that because he beat Matt Sarah pretty badly. Yeah, he took uh, I I hate using the word fluke. When, when it comes to describing the result of, you know, uh, uh, an event in sports, a, a fluke to me really has more to do with 
something absolutely absurd happening like you know fan man lands in the in the ring <laughs> or something like that you know what i mean that, that that's a that's a total fluke so i don't want to say that matt sarah beating gsp the first time was a fluke he caught him it happened it's not a fluke but i think the second fight proved who truly is the better fighter of the two. Oh yeah uh for sure so that, but that's a good i, I like you saying uh st pierre hughes three i think that's a good one i actually would point to this fight that we chose for past judgment which is gsp against john fitch well yeah this was a this was a fight very interesting uh looking at the scorecards from what 13 years ago 13 years old 12 and a half i guess yeah and seeing such lopsided scores even back then very intriguing to go back a lot a lot of 10 eights here uh so that was very interesting, and and that of course caught our eye. We I think we mentioned this on the show a couple of weeks back that we thought this would be a good one to go back to. Right. Uh, so I'm glad that we are doing it now, uh, with without any you know any fighters this weekend who we we thought we definitely wanted to tie a fight to. So yeah, let's let's dive in. Let's go into past judgment. Let's talk about this fight. And before we do, of course, outline how we uh, how we do scoring in this segment, which of course is you know it's it's a little bit more for fun, you know, right? Yeah. CSJ criteria, basically the same as the ABC criteria, which, as we mentioned earlier, is available at abcboxing.com. And like certified judges, we score the rounds based on the 3Ds, damage, dominance, and duration. But we just made a few key changes. 10-9 round is a competitive round in which neither fighter checks one of the 3Ds by a large margin. A 10-8 can be considered for just 1D, but should definitely be given when 2Ds are achieved. And a 10-7 is available for checking off 2Ds, but must be given for all three. We've discarded tiebreakers for effective aggression and area control, as these are rarely used by judges anyway. The rare 10-10 would only be given in largely uneventful rounds. All this helps provide for more varied scores that should more accurately reflect what happened in a fight. All right, Scott, let's start by setting up GSP and John Fitch. Yes, yeah, so this was the headliner of UFC 87. Seek and Destroy was the uh, uh, the sub-headline for this one. Awesome. Uh, I don't, <laughs> Sean Alshati of, of The Athletic wrote a, a feature on how they came up with the names for these things uh, for the athletic. I, I recommend anyone check it. It's, you know, it's just fun. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, yeah. Seek and destroy. This was at the target center in Minneapolis on August 9, 2008. So I really only started watching the sport, you know, more regularly at this point, but I actually didn't watch this pay-per-view live. Did you? Uh, I'm sure I did at this point. I was, okay. pre- I was pretty heavily invested. He said, shut up and take my money no matter what. Yeah, I didn't care. They were putting out good cards. I mean, every, Every pay-per-view back then was, was more or less must-watch if you were into the sport. Yeah. I think they were they were spread out a bit more too. Uh I mean it was still a monthly schedule at this point, but they just didn't you didn't have all those other, you know, you didn't have a billion fight nights. Right. So what you had was all the cards were like much more stacked. And and as a result, it's you know, I'm glad we're kind of going in this direction. Uh the undercard here, if you look back at some of the names in retrospect, like some of them yeah. were big then, but then here here's just a few names that jumped out. John Jones in his UFC debut, you pointed that out to me. Uh, Brock Lesnar was on the under. He was on the. He was the co-main actually against Heath Herring. He got a ten. Last time too. we saw Heath Herring fight, he got a ten eight. Did he get a ten eight in that he, one? I think he was unanimous thirty twenty sixes. Okay, we'll watch that one again one time. I think this is the only decision in Brock Lesnar's career, right? No, no, no he had the, he had the one against Mark Hunt. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I almost forget that that fight happened. <laughs> was, it wasn't wasn't didn't a great count. fight. <laughs> it counted. I bet on. I bet on Brock Lesnar. That counted. Well, yeah, I, mean, I collected. <laughs> it, it happened. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm saying it didn't <laughs> count. 
Uh, Damian Maya was on this one too, but, but before the legacy of Damian Maya was built in this sport, and, and Kenny Florian. Yeah, Ken, K, uh, Kenny Florian on the card. That's good. John Ken Jones. Florian, and here's one more name, actually, Dan. One me. more name for you, and you're going to wonder why, I think. Luke Kumo. Yep, I like Luke Kumo. I, I'm a tough guy. So He is noteworthy for our show in particular because he split a pair of fights with New Jersey-based MMA judge Dave Torelli in 2003. Dave Torelli was a fighter? Dave Torelli was a fighter, yes. Yeah, I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah, he split a pair of fights with Luke Kumo. All right. Luke was really weird on, on the tough season that he did. See, I didn't watch that. He was, so he was, I, he I was really a favorite don't. because of it. I don't have much of, of an opinion. He was a favorite because of it, but I bet. But anyway, coming into this one, back to GSP. He's 27. He's in his prime, you know, athletic prime, whatever you want to say about it. He's a, he's definitely in his athletic prime here at 27. Uh, this is his first fight actually since he recaptured the welterweight title from Sarah four months earlier. Got that second round TKO that we were alluding to. He was 16 and two. He had 12 finishes, and, and you know, at this point, this is where the kind of the the turning point in GSP's finishing uh, portion of his career, right? Because he, he only has yeah. two more finishes from here on out. Yeah. I mean, you could also put that to the competition. I mean, the top is, is always better. So tougher to finish. Oh, sure. I, no, I mean, so. without question. But I, I do think, you know, and I don't want to get too sidetracked, but I do feel like there's a, a significant portion of this. This is just GSP. Um, fighting not to lose. I think he, there was a, uh, I'm, I'm correct me if I'm wrong. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he was, uh, he kind of elocuted the fact that he, he didn't want to lose. He, he felt pressure and, and, and thus was trying to, you know, fight to a certain style that would make sure he would ensure the victory no matter what, whether, mm-hmm. whether he was able to excite the crowd or get a finish or what. Some of the fights he's had though, that went to decision are some of the most sadistic beatings that people yeah. have oh have, no have that's suffered. true i mean so he goes to I, a dark always, place yeah fighting safe for gsp doesn't mean fighting boring he's just fighting in a way that he knows he's not going to put himself in a problem yeah. position but he's definitely gonna wreck you uh and and that's kind of what we see in this fight actually against fitch who fitch comes into this one he's 19 and 2 he's 30 years old 11 finishes not not really known of course as a finisher uh, as you well know. Yeah. Um, yeah but he had won 16 fights in a row coming into this one, Dan. Right. Eight of which were in the UFC. Oh, yeah. So he's looking for nine straight in the UFC here. Mm-hmm. Going but like, GSP. I mean, even just, just 16 wins in a row in mixed martial arts period back in that time. Very That's a long time too. streak. It's like five years of fights. He had a long. Uh, yeah, actually it was. Uh, yeah, it was almost exactly five years. You're, you're right. Exactly. Um. But yeah, his his latest win to get this title shot, or at least before this title shot, was uh, another decision back in March over Chris Wilson. So the judges for this one, we had Doug Crosby, Nelson Hamilton, and Jeff Mullen with the referee, Eve Loving. I haven't seen Eve in a while. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't speak to that, but yeah, we haven't. I, it's true. I, I can't remember the last time I saw him uh, in a UFC cage, at least. Uh, but this one, we don't have any individual round scores. Uh, as is the case with a lot of these older fights. We do know, you know, spoiler alert, GSB won every round, but we don't know to what degree because there were 10 eights mixed in, which was, was kind of the surprising thing about an a older fight like that where we just didn't see 10 eights as often. Yeah, I think we could speculate on, on Crosby's card. Uh, it's very likely, so. yes, we, we could do that, but we'll, and we, you know, we can do that along the way, sure. So, uh, yeah, like, hey, why don't we, uh, why don't we dive in? Round one, what, uh, what are you seeing, Dan? Round one, GSP takes him down, like, Three seconds into the fight, 
Oh yeah, it starts the dominance over the college wrestler, even yeah. though he didn't wrestle in college. GSP and uh, yeah, <laughs> starts landing the decent ground and pound. Eventually, comes back to the feet and GSP rocks Fitch with a right, sends oh, him nice. to the ground, and just goes to town with elbows and punches. It this was really good, aggressive <laughs> ground and pound from GSP. You want a diminishing blow? That's a diminishing mm-hmm. blow. And later again, he dropped him later on in the round again. Fitch was stuck, turtled, and just eating shots to his head. I don't think there's another possible score you can go except 10-7. I think you're right. I, I think you nailed it. This is this is a 10-7 round in CSJ scoring, no question. And which you know, if we were scoring it today, like let's say you know Sal D'Amato and and Derek Cleary and Junichiro Kamijo were on this fight this weekend, it would probably be a 10-8. I mean, almost definitely, right? I, I would say with confidence they'd put 10-8 down. And I think we could probably confidently say that. Uh, as much as a wild card as as Doug Crosby is is kind of known for, uh, I think it's pretty easy to figure out that he gave a 10-8 in this one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, whether we know uh, which, because we had 10-8 scores, at least one 10-8 round score from each of the other two judges, Hamilton and Mullen, we just don't know which round. This is a pretty good candidate for it, but you never know. It could be another round down the road that we'll talk mm-hmm. about. Yeah. But nonetheless... Excellent start for GSP, no matter how it's scored. It's just this is this is the type of way you want to start a championship title defense. Oh, yeah. This Especially is... after his first title defense that he ever made didn't go so well. Oh, no, it didn't. Sarah that first yeah. time. <laughs> so round two, you know, moving on here. Much more, uh, I guess, competitive, you yeah, call it, right? I guess you call this one a competitive round. Fitch seems to have recovered a bit. He's a bit more spry, I guess, this round. I think he was starting to recover a little bit later in the round the previous round too okay yeah i mean the, the jab was working great for gsp every single one that he landed fitch was just stopped in his tracks uh, he's did it, did he's it, had a fantastic jab like half of his career at least uh gsp did like, that was that was one of his major weapons i think in that long career ending championship run yeah and I, like you said the second second maybe like two minutes to a minute and a half fitch started landing some good shots just wasn't enough i, I thought gsp was the clear winner here 10-9. Yeah, I agree. 10-9. Uh, I saw it the same way as you. Uh, I imagine that's how the judges saw it, too. This definitely didn't qualify as a as a 10-8. Yeah, and GSP uh, even landed a head book. kick. Yeah. So. Yeah, good good round for him. But but yes, it was... We at least were seeing... And this is kind of the, the funny thing about this fight is as much as it was a, a clear and lopsided win for GSP, Fitch was at times still in this fight. You know, like he... You never he got moments. the sense that Fitch was like just done i i felt well later uh, later on in the fight i i felt he was broken and was just you do okay oh, but interesting okay is it is it uh in this next round here because well before we go to that i should say no my cumulative scorecard i guess ours because we're the same it's 20 to 16 gsp yeah, it's a big gap to, to, it is uh, a big gap so what about round three is this the round you're talking about well no the, I, I don't know i don't think fitch breaks until like the final minute of the fight Oh, okay. All right. But yeah, so so we'll save that one for later. And well, you already, I guess you already yeah. blew the lid off of that. Good job. Get, yeah. We, Way to tease it out. <laughs> it was not nah, this round, but G- but, but this mean, round was pretty big. This was a yes, it was a big round for GSP. He dropped Fitch again early. Uh, then he attacked the back with a rear naked choke, and Fitch was able to turn into him right away. But he really didn't do anything from there. He landed some decent like little pitter patter shots until he gets swept, and then GSP's back on top, landing bombs again. Yeah, we, we got very little uh, footage on GSP on his back, and, and that's, I mean, 
did it even happen again the rest of his career? I'm having trouble remembering off the top of my head. I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> Might be the last time he's saw him on his back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, but on the feet at the after after this whole, you know, he's on his back. They get back to the feet, and GSP just really unloaded on him. Head Good. kicks, oh, yeah. knees, punches, elbows. Fitch got rocked multiple times. If it wasn't for the fence, he was going down. I mean, he kind of went down. I, I think actually, uh, UFC stats credits him with a with a second knockdown. Although okay. it's, I read that as more of a Fitch is kind of going for a takedown while he's coming down. Yeah, that was that was while, an interesting. While he's getting hit. Yeah, but I mean, also, like I said, if there wasn't a fence there, he was going down. Yes, very. Likely. So yeah, another ten seven for GSP. Definitely, this is this is what ten sevens are for. And, and again, this was actually I thought this was around where like like we're saying. He actually did have some offense, but it doesn't matter. It yeah, just, he, he had. He took too much in return. Way too much. I Heavy think. stuff. It's those. It's those high impact, immediate impact blows. Right. These that's are strong the, shots. That's the key difference here between the fact that GS or that that Fitch is having a little bit of offense, and the fact that GSP is just a, a different level of hurt put being put on Fitch. Yeah, G- I mean, GSP was never threatened by any offense Fitch was Fitch had, so. Not really. Not not truly threatened, yeah. Uh, round four, though, it tightens up. You know, it's it's not as, uh, it, it's, it's you don't want to say GSP took a round off, but it was like. I, I almost said that. <laughs> did you? Did you? I was just, I was okay. like, well, it's almost like he kind of just, you know, cruised this round a bit. Just threw his jab out there. Pretty much, that's all, that's kind of all the offense that there was. You know what? Hey, maybe maybe GSP at this point is like, man, I've thrown everything at him. Why can't I put him down? <laughs> kind of says that, that at the This end. man will not go away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, this is just a 10-9 for GSP. There, there was very, this is probably the least interesting round of the fight. Oh, definitely of this fight, yeah. It's not like, I wouldn't call this like a snoozer, but it definitely wasn't. It, it wasn't. There was not almost much almost an autopilot round. I don't know. Is, is maybe that doesn't make sound like a snoozer. I don't know. It was yeah. The output here was was low. So it was lower, but it was it was clear that yes, GSP had this again. Fitch just even with an opening like this, he just didn't have it in him. I don't. I don't. I, I mean, don't GSP is believing. He wasn't good enough or what? Because I mean, it's it almost sounds like an insult, but it's also like well, we're talking about the goat. Yeah, I mean, but GSP is bleeding, so he is marked up a bit. Yeah, I think it's this round that he got cut, right? So it was above his eye, his left eye. His his left eye, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm feeling like Joe Rogan. He got he got left his left and rights mixed up this entire fight. Everything was was backwards. Maybe that's why that happened in the game. The original game, remember the they would have them make mistakes. In the original what? UFC in the ori- game? original UFC game. Well, do you mean the original UFC Unleashed game? Is that what you're talking about? The original like the the mod the original modern version of the UFC. Right, game. okay. Yeah, from THQ, yeah. Like they would have the that was a left. Oh, I mean a right type commentary in there, and I thought probably this fight was was that. a reason for it because I think they messed up like three or four times. It's possible. I don't remember that distinctly like you do. I guess. Well, Quick I... sidebar that that game that franchise I think actually even though the controls are not as good uh, in, on the whole, like it's not like a, you a game that aged well. I still feel like that was a better UFC game than what we're getting from EA Sports right now. Yeah, I actually don't remember. If that makes sense. I actually don't remember the. Uh, the play, the gameplay. But you distinctly remember, remember Joe Rogan messing up yeah. his lefts and rights. And well, because it okay. triggered it. It triggered it when I was watching. All right, all right. Sports sims as a whole have got, like, the controls should be simplified. I don't need the, like, NHL games are horrible because I don't need to have total control of the stick. 
I just well, need- you're aware that in an NHL video game, you can actually pick the like NHL 94 control scheme. I didn't know that, but now I'll probably buy the game. <laughs> Congratulations, EA. You got some money out of there. <laughs> All right, let's keep it back to the fight. Yeah, yeah. Right, we're too far off topic. Round five, the closer. Was this another snoozer, or did we did we see a little bit more from GSP? No, this was GSP putting a stamp on the on the fight. So I think so. Fitch had nothing. Uh, GSP was landing really good on the feet, takes him down, lands good ground and pound, and then I just don't think Fitch. I don't think he did enough damage to Fitch to get a ten seven, but he definitely no, gets I a ten eight. No, I don't think so either. I didn't see that. Gets a ten eight. You, you can see it. Like this is where I think Fitch breaks towards like that final minute. GSP's on top of him. And Fitch is just like kind of accepting of his fate. Well, shoot. I mean, if you break 24 minutes into a 25 fight or 25 minute fight against GSP in his prime, the goat in his prime, uh, I mean, hard to blame you. Yeah. And it was weird. It's actually these past rounds four and rounds five, GSP ends the round trying to attack a leg. He was setting up a knee bar at the end of this round and he dove on like an ankle lock and ended round four and just completely flew off. Yes. Yeah. He totally so, whiffed on that one. Yeah. But uh, respect for trying. Yep. Uh, he was <laughs> trying know, to finish. He just I, mean, felt it. I thought he, I probably watching this live. I probably thought GSP was going to finish in round one because he was okay. really, he was really trying to kill him. And Fitch's face, it, it wore all the damage. His face was a mess. Yeah, he looked awful. There's, there's an image I remember of him. I think he's got like a, just a real disgusting black eye underneath. Uh, I want to say his left eye. Yeah. Uh, I didn't pull up that image in prep for the show, but I'm trying to picture it in my head. I can see him and kind of this, this, you know, stone-faced you know just looking all beat to heck like like he just lost in street fighter and it's the countdown <laughs> waiting to put another quarter in yeah pretty much he was he got smashed he did he did but yeah so so at this point because we haven't been providing our our um cumulative tallies per round but you know i gave this one a 10-8 just like you did we had the same scores for the entire fight so where we ended up 50 to 40 double digit win for gsp in our system, which I think, oddly enough, I don't know, 50 to 40 really does sound like the way this fight went. It, it was a fight that GSP dominated, but also at times felt closer. Does that make sense? I never felt Fitch was ever in the fight. I guess. I felt he was but trying, like, but it, it was kind of, I thought it was a blowout. I mean, it is. It is. I mean, there's no round you could make a real reasonable case for Fitch winning. And yeah, I'm giving out 10 sevens. I gave out a 10 eight. But also, when I think of something like that, like where we end up at a score that's so lopsided like this, you almost think, man, it should it should be GSP looking pristine and, and Fitch looking just a wreck, which he does. But, I mean, you know, he left his mark on GSP. It wasn't like GSP came out clean. Oh, yeah, but you, you I mean, if you score the fight as a whole, maybe you Well, that's what that. I'm saying. But, yeah, yeah round by round. Yeah, it's the, I mean, yeah. dude, it's the right scores if we do round by round, but it's almost like I, the way I think we've tried to structure our scoring system is for it to kind of reflect what happens in a fight, like we say, you know? And in some ways, I completely agree that 50 to 40 re- represents exactly what happened in this fight. And then it's sometimes I'm like, well, I bet you a 50 to 40 score that we would get from a different fight, the, the fighters would look different at the end. I don't know. Have we had a 50 40? Yeah. I don't think we have think, not yeah. not since we've you know really settled into uh, a much better understanding of how to apply scoring yeah uh, and of how we want to apply the scoring for this segment because we have you know in our earlier shows where we've done and I almost feel like we'll have to go back and look at some of those fights from the early shows and really give them a, a second chance yeah I mean because also in real in 2008 it was a 50 to 43 
that was kind of just unheard of. Yeah, I can't think of too many off the top of my head that were happening at that point. Usually the fights just ended. <laughs> <laughs> and there weren't, you know, that was an era where if it was a five-round fight, there was a title on the line. Now, you know, Cyril Gann is going to fight Jairzinho Rosenstrike on Saturday in a five-round heavyweight non-title main event that's not on pay-per-view. So it's just much more common now. Yeah, that's... uh. That, well, that fight's not going to go to the scorecards, I don't imagine. One would think not. I mean, I think Gann's going to win it. Knockout. You think so? Yeah, knockout, first round. Okay. I like Gann, too. I think it's because he actually has some more weapons available to him. He's he's trained, you know, grappling a lot more. We've seen it in fights. He's got three wins by submission, all different submissions. One's a heel hook, Dan. I like that. He's got a heel hook victory. Any shoulder uh, locks? I, what's that? Any shoulder locks? No, no. He has a front choke. He has, I think, an arm triangle and then the heel hook. Mm. All right. I spoke. I so I spoke to uh, Cyril Gann, and he he gave me uh, the exact way he's supposed to pronounce his name. I have it now, and I'm excited to share it. And I've, I've said it a couple times already, but it's Cyril Gann. 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 Gann the man. So it's kind of, well, it's the way he said it, at least. And you could say it how you're going to do it. But it's almost like it rhymes with man, but without saying it like man, it's more like man. So like surfer, like, like, yeah, man. I'm thinking totally, more like dude. European. Yeah. Like, where you from? <laughs> yeah, like, man. Yeah, dude. All right. And who should we expect judging on this event? Uh, probably be the same typical crew we've been seeing, you know, with, with guys coming in and out. Um, and, and occasionally uh, a woman in typical, Adelaide though. Bird. So far this year in Vegas hasn't really been a, a typical crew. Yeah, that's true. There's I guess a bigger there's rotation. no typical, right? But typical in the sense that these are all top traveling judges. You know, okay. Yeah. It, it we've had we've had the additions of of more judges that we hadn't seen in Vegas before. You know, Jaron Vallel has been active the last couple weeks. Uh, we had Brian Miner come out. We've had Rick Winter flew out, who who we don't always see. Uh, he was there. Uh, I, I wonder, maybe maybe we'll see Anthony uh, Manis, who who I don't believe has been to Vegas this year, but he you started seeing him judge fights last year. I'm just thinking of some of the the judges we've seen in Vegas, but haven't seen lately. Okay, I don't know, but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw another guess out there of who's gonna be staffing this uh, this headliner between Gann and Rosenstrike and. I'm going to go with Sal D'Amato, Derek Cleary, and Chris Lee. That's my pick. All right. It's a good... Uh... I don't know anything. I'm just guessing. I like that. It's a good good guess. Yeah, I mean, it's educated guess. <laughs> these, are, these are typically guys we see. Any other fights you're looking forward to? Yeah, and I think this one could surprise you, and I'll tell you why I chose it. Angela Hill against Ashley Yoder, women's 115 pound. Okay. The reason I chose this fight, it's not so much I, I, I love watching Angela Hill fight. I think she's a great fighter. I think Ashley Yoder comes to fight too. I enjoy uh, her fights, but here's why I picked it. I can almost guarantee we are going to be talking about this fight at length <laughs> because these two talented women always end up in decisions, split decisions where you're like, you know, it, it, it could have gone 30-27 that way, but like realistically, 29-28 the other way makes total sense. It's like the, the these two women were born to be in a, a contentious decision that all Twitter is just going to be peeved about right after. 
Yeah, that, so I, I mean, pity whichever judges are assigned to that one because ah, <laughs> uh, good luck to you, yeah, sirs. Maybe they'll surprise yeah, and get a finish. Madam. What's that? Maybe they'll surprise and get a finish. Hey, I hope so. You know, and or <laughs> maybe someone will just take the dad out of it and and you know make it her own. Yeah, that that would be nice. But like I said, I I do think this is this will be an interesting fight. I think I think both of them add the action that you like to see. You know, it, right. it's it should be a good fight. I think. Let's hope. What about you? What do you want to see? I want to see the rematch: Pedro Munoz versus Jimmy Rivera. Oh, this is a rematch. I actually yeah, didn't realize that it was a split decision back in 2015. Oh, uh, I guess we dropped the ball. We could have done that yeah, one. Rivera, well, I, Rivera got the nod in that one, mm-hmm. but I, I expect him. I expect him to win more decisively this go around. I mean, his really interesting. His, what do you, what do you see? How do you see it happening? I think he does the same that he did to Stamen. I mean, pretty pretty much the same as the Edgar fight, I would say, but better and more clear. Okay, interesting. I, I mean, he's only yeah. lost to Peter Yan and, and Aljamain Sterling, the two guys fighting for the belt. Okay. Recently. I mean, yeah. he also lost to Marais and stuff, but... Marlon Marais has fought for the belt recently, yeah. too. So, I think he's got this one. Okay. Yeah, I'm actually going to go with Munoz here, though. Oh, all right. But I, I do think this will be a good fight, too. I, I almost picked this one, but it, it, at least a small part of me said, you know what? I think Dan wants this one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you pick that as your fight to highlight. To be honest, it was the only fight that I was looking at. You weren't interested in anything and else, if, huh? If I was interested in... Uh, Alex Oliveira and Randy Brown, but Brown had to pull out, so now he's got a late minute replacement in that one. Uh, uh, I mean, real quick, I could just highlight guys uh, who I'm interested to see where they're at. I Tiago Moises, I like. Oh uh, well, yeah, I, I was in Hernandez. I was yeah. I we could do that too, but I was more looking for actual matchups that I was intrigued by. Okay, yeah, the I the one matchup who I would say outside of the fights we highlighted, like a specific matchup. Nikita Krilov and Magomed and Kalaev. That I think will be I, interesting. I could have picked in that the, one in the co-main too, event, but I didn't want to pick a heavyweight fight. Well, this is a light heavyweight but, fight. Oh, this is light heavyweight. Oh. It's light heavyweight. Well, Do you want to change your uh, change your mind? Well, yeah, kind of. All right, because well, I probably would have matter. Picked... We're just we're just trying to you know talk about fights. So yeah, what an idiot I am. I thought this was a heavyweight fight. <laughs> you know what? Right. I know it, what it, it says it does say heavyweight. It says heavyweight. There's just the word light in front of it. Oh, good. We were supposed to get Yuri Prochaska and Dominic Reyes on this card. That would I would have picked that in a heartbeat. So was that supposed to be the headliner? I don't remember. I don't know if it was the headliner or not. I would imagine it probably was. Uh, yeah, I guess it should have. Yeah, it was expected. So it was. Uh, I'm looking at it right now on Wikipedia. It says it was expected to be the event headliner. However, it was announced in late January that Reyes had been forced out of the contest due to an injury. Dang. So yes, but expected is different than announced. So, yeah, that's I mean, true. It's probably true, probably what they wanted, but I'm sure they were early enough in the planning stages that they said, "All right, let's let's just tack on two rounds to this heavyweight fight that's not going to go past two rounds." Yeah, that might have gotten rescheduled already too. Who knows? All, right. All these fights get moved. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Couchside Judges. We'll be back again on Monday to break down all the action from UFC Vegas 20. Yeah, I I, uh, I think it's actually going to surprise us, Dan. I think we're going to have fun with this week. All these cards tend to uh, deliver. Absolutely. And I think someone will too. Everybody, have a good weekend. Take care. Thanks for listening.